0: you are listening to harford county living podcast with rich bennett and sarah coleman if this is your first time listening then thank you for coming the harford county living podcast is produced every month for your enjoyment and show notes are found at harfordcountyliving.com come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite rss feed or itunes you can also follow us on twitter at harco living and facebook all links are in the show notes. Now, let's join Rich, Sarah, and their special guest.
1: I would like to welcome everybody to the Hartford County Living Podcast. This is podcast number 14. Um, This is a special podcast again. Sarah and I had the honor to go to the Hartford County Health Department and speak with uh, some young ladies that are part of the Cancer Prevention Program there. Um, And I suggest everybody, please, please listen to this podcast. It doesn't matter how old you are. Um, You know, this is something that I think everybody would like to see Go go away, possibly. You know, it'd be nice in, in our lifetime There is there was no such thing as cancer anymore. So uh, please give this a listen to. Uh, this is brought to you by the Baltimore Cancer Support Group. They will be holding their annual car show July 9th at the Joptown Shopping Plaza uh, right there in front of Town Grill and Pub. Um, so please give them a call or visit their website, Baltimore Cancer where you can call them at 410 668. 1762 to find out more about it so please give a listen to the show and I hope everybody can take something away from this thank you well we're here today at the harford county health department uh, talking about cancer awareness uh, and I'm going to go around and t- we got a table full this time uh, a lot of people here of course Sarah's with me uh, but I'm going to start to my left and everybody just go around and introduce yourselves
2: Hello, my name is Susan Twig. I'm a nurse with the Harford County Health Department. I'm also the Director of Cancer Prevention. Hello, my name is Wendy Richard, and I'm
3: the Coordinator for the Breast and Cervical
4: Cancer Screening and Navigation Programs. Hi, my name is Aya Schumann and I'm the Community Health Educator here with the Cancer Prevention Program for Breast, Cervical, and Colorectal Cancer. Hi, my name is Debbie, and I'm a Nurse Consultant with the Colorectal Cancer Screening Program. Hi, my name is Latoya, I'm the
1: Administrative Assistant for the Breast and Cerebral Cancer Program. And the one being
0: quiet is Molly. I'm Molly Mraz. <laughs> I'm the Communication Specialist
1: mm-hmm. for the Harper County Health Department. We, we just, March was Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month, right?
2: Yes.
1: Now, I guess a lot of, my biggest thing is because a lot of people don't know everything you guys do here, um, but colorectal cancer is very important. I guess just fill us in and tell us more about the colorectal cancer awareness month, everything that goes on, and everything.
2: Okay. Uh, I guess what is it? Because a lot, I mean, that's right. the
1: big thing. People hear that C word, cancer, they don't realize the different types. And you say colorectal cancer, some people are like, what? Right.
2: Well, colorectal cancer is a type of cancer that develops in the colon and the rectum. Uh, the colon is also known as a large intestine and it's about five feet long and the rectum is about the last um, six inches of the digestive system. Uh, The colon absorbs water and waste uh, and salt and food from the body and stores it. Uh, The colon absorbs water and salt from food and serves as a storage place for waste matter. Uh, cancer can grow as abnormal cells in the colon. The cancer cells can evade and damage normal tissue and can spread to other areas of the body. Colorectal cancer starts in the colon erectum, which is part of the digestive system.
1: Now with that be- There's really no sign. I mean, you could have it and not even know.
2: Right. That's correct. So there's
1: no signs. So how often should people get checked?
2: Both male and female, right? Right. Both men and women. They both can have colorectal cancer. Uh, Recommended usually to start at age 50 for both men and women. But there are symptoms and risk factors that people may need to be screened at an earlier stage. Right. Uh, if they have a personal or family history of colorectal cancer or certain types of polyps that could put a person at risk for colon cancer if their family have um, had colorectal cancer they really need to be screened early as well especially if their family member mother, father, brother, or sister has been diagnosed at age 60 or less. Um, hmm. And a lot of people do not like to talk about the bowels or their colon, so they don't even talk about having the test done. So it's important for any type of cancer, or any type of disease or condition, for a family to talk. Ask who's had different type of screenings done, what was found, um, that can help them take it to their doctor. And say maybe um, my father's had colorectal cancer so I do I need to start being screened earlier or if they have a history of breast cancer in the family they might need to be screened earlier also um, if they're having have any history themselves of inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's also colitis or if they have a history of cervical cancer, endometrial cancer, or any pelvic radiation, they will be at an increased risk for developing colorectal cancer over time. So they may need to be screened at an earlier age as well.
1: Now when you say family history, are you talking about like immediate or a certain usually, amount of generations back or?
2: Right, usually mother, father, brother, and sister. Okay. For immediate family for colorectal cancer Uh, and there are certain risks uh, signs and symptoms that should not be overlooked so if somebody has blood in the stool or bleeding from the rectum if they're having a change in their normal bowel habits so if they usually have a bowel movement every day and they're starting to go every other day every couple days Having constipation mm. it may be there's a growth inside or something clogging or it could be just some medicines that they're taking to right. but they need to talk to their doctor um, no blood in the stool or bleeding from the rectum is normal it should always be checked by a doctor and if they're having narrowing of the stool or lower abdominal pain or cramps they need to talk to a doctor so they might think the bleeding from hemorrhoids it may not it might be from a growth that's inside and most cancers at uh, colorectal cancer at an early stage do not have any symptoms or signs at all
1: really <laughs> and I get, uh, my wife and I get into this argument all the time because mm. I try to tell my wife or my daughter and my son and you, you talk about stool and I always say you always got to check it and my daughter's like well that's gross no it's not <laughs> I, I mean I mean seriously because Color tells a difference, and everything else. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that. And sometimes, yeah, it could be too late by the time you go to get it checked. Right. And I think a lot of people are scared Mm -hmm. of the colonoscopy, which it's, I mean, throughout the years, it's gotten better. It's a lot easier.
2: It has. The sedation that they're using is easier to awaken from after the procedure, and you can... um, not have as many side effects from that. Also, the prep that they give you to clean your whole bowel system from it's any quick. stool. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, no, it
1: is. I mean, it's, it, and because I just had mine done over the summer. Good. And I'm proud to say I graduated. Actually, yeah, very good. <laughs> Cause, well, because I had to go every three years because I was what they call a polyp farmer. Um, so the last one they said oh no come back in five years I'm like what? they said yeah no polyps I said so I graduated had everybody in there laughing but um, but I changed my diet too and I told them that and they said well that could be the case because you know everything you eat makes a difference as well Mm -hmm. and I just got to get on my brother and sister to do it Um, but I didn't even when I went in there it's like I didn't even realize they were done because, you know, you talk about the sedation and everything, I remember talking to them. And then next thing I remember is just waking up. Everything was finished. Like, and, and I think it was like 15 minutes right. no time at all. The hardest part was not eating for the 12 hours, you know, especially watching everybody else eat around <laughs> you, so. Right.
2: And, and different doctors follow different preps, so right. a lot of times you can have liquids. Uh, for the time before it uh, or the whole day before you a lot of times they'll have you just have clear liquids whether it's um, jello to um, soda to uh, just plain water Mm -hmm. crystal light or something Um, also um, you mentioned that you're happy that you Have graduated to five years, (laughs) but just remember if you have any change and symptoms in the meantime, you still need to talk to your doctor. You may need to go back sooner.
1: Yeah, well, I I gotta see him all the time, anyways, because I like him. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. They didn't scare you away. Well, and that's, I, I mean, I talk to people all the time about that, and it, it still just baffles me how scared they are like there's nothing scary about it just get it done well i don't want to know if i have it yes you do
2: and that's one thing with routine screening screening a screening colonoscopy is doing the colonoscopy before you have symptoms so that's if you wait till you're having blood in the stool or cramping or a problem with your movements, and that's actually called a diagnostic test. So what's recommended is to do a screening test before you have symptoms starting age 50. And that it's known that majority of colorectal cancers, I think 90% of colorectal cancers occur after the age of 50. And colorectal cancer is slow growing cancer. Mm -hmm. So it takes many years to develop from a polyp, to actually cancer in most cases. But with colorectal cancer screenings, um, 50% of colorectal cancer can be prevented through routine screenings. So it's not just a a test to say, Oh, you have cancer now, but they can actually go in and remove polyps with which are um, an abnormal growth that occurs on the lining of the colon they can go remove those and help prevent that from ever turning into cancer. Of course, other polyps can grow back in other or in other areas. But once that polyp is removed, it's gone. Um, But they would be able to know how many years is safe to bring you back and get you rescreen, remove more polyps to help prevent you from having cancer.
1: I guess one of the biggest things is too. Um, going back to you said the different symptoms mm-hmm. like constipation, and I, with another person I kept talking to constantly, he was told to see a gastrologist. I don't have gas. No, okay. <laughs> okay. You, you, you need the colonoscopy. That's why. <laughs> <But it's, laughs> Like, maybe you don't have gas. Anyways,
0: uh, oh, was, oh, I, hope, <laughs> I hope whoever you're talking about right now doesn't actually listen to your podcast because you just got called out.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm getting smacked. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, God, you messed me up now. I forgot where I was going with that. You brought it on yourself. Oh, but yeah, I mean, all this different things, synth- and people don't understand. You know, they think, oh, no, this is what I got to get checked. Mm-hmm. Talk to your doctor, they're going to tell you you go see a gastrologist, she says, yeah, you need colonoscopy, get it done. Uh, and it could be something else, too.
2: And yeah, the, you never know. And a lot of people are uh, thinking, oh, I'm too young, or I have no <laughs> family history of having it. Actually, there was a study that was released just in February this year that uh, there's been a sharp rise in colorectal cancer and rectal cancers in young adults. So... Wow, it's so important to make sure if you have any symptoms to talk to your doctor. Um, it doesn't have to be a gastroenterologist it could be your regular primary care doctor
4: right.
2: or if your primary care doctor thinks you need to then to go see a gastroenterologist to see if you should be screened but especially with the study they're showing because of um, because of what we do to our bodies, actually what we are eating, um, our sedentary lifestyles that can lead to it. So there's American Cancer Society put out that information February 28th of this year. Is that what is that what the increase in in cancer
0: is coming from the food and things that we're putting in our bodies? Because I think that's something that people don't realize you know I think we're in a generation of convenience right you No know, everybody's like too busy and I'm just gonna eat whatever and
2: right well we don't know exactly what causes colorectal cancer and especially in a certain person it's hard to say but there are some changes due to inherited gene mutations which can be passed on to mm-hmm. children Um, and they can grow up and develop colorectal cancer. But that's a small number of colorectal cancers. Most um, DNA changes are related to our lifestyle, which is known as acquired gene mutation. So these take place over our whole lifespan. Um, And these changes only affect cells that grow from one cell where the changes begin, and then they move on to a tumor over years. So that is what they believe it is, what we do to our bodies. Our um, intake of, they believe in some studies, um, our sedentary lifestyles, um, obesity, also uh, red meats and um, environmental factors can also tend to. Lead into being at risk for any type of cancer. Also, alcohol intake. uh, Aya, anything else you can? Environmental factors. Uh, Processed foods. Processed foods sometimes yes, but.
1: When you say environmental factors, is it like air quality and all that?
2: Well, certain jobs can put people at risk for being around hazardous substances too, like asbestos stuff like that. Okay. And can lead to any type of cancer, not just. Colorectal, but there right. are different things that um, they've found out that we could do to um, avoid and decrease our risk for colorectal
1: cancer. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you have the stats for this, but in Maryland, not and not just talking about colorectal cancer, but mm-hmm. cancer, on gen, cancer in general, isn't Maryland doesn't Maryland have like the highest uh, number of people that have cancer than all the other states? I thought I saw that somewhere. I I hope I, I'm wrong but I thought I saw that stat somewhere in Hartford County being even higher of all
2: cancers I yeah, could yeah. not tell you yeah but uh, <laughs> there's estimate American Cancer Society has estimated that there will be 2430 new cases of colorectal cancer and 860 Deaths in Maryland due to colorectal cancer this year in 2017. And that number's dropped, hasn't it? The number is uh, luckily decreasing over the years, and they believe that's due to more people getting screened, more people becoming aware, going to the doctor, getting screened, and um, getting if colorectal cancer is found in a early stage there's best better chance for a total cure right so if they're able to get in there they can remove the polyps or if they find a growth find cancer remove it and then treat it before it spreads to the rest of the body so let's get cure. the number lower mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's exactly. the thing with the strides that are
1: making mm-hmm. it, you know hopefully that number will continuously well if the number
0: in in young adults is increasing maybe the age of getting tested regularly should be before 50 right not saying that 50s not young well I' saying yeah
1: and, and like she said too I mean that's why you, you need to look at these things and if something's wrong, definitely call your doctor because I, I mean I think my first time was in my 40s early mm-hmm. 40s because I, I you know found something wrong and um, actually 45. And
0: so, because you found something, your sister and brother should be.
1: No, no. The funny thing I found something, and then my younger brother was forty-two and had the same problem. Mm. So he went and got screened. My older brother was like my father, just stubborn.
0: I was say, did your parents ever have anything don't, you don't know?
1: Well, my mo- We know my mother had lung cancer. My mm-hmm. father had asbestosis and lupus. Mm. But like he said, if he ever had cancer, because we yeah, think he may have, 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 have had prostate, maybe uh, colon cancer, but he never wanted to get
3: checked because
1: mm-hmm. he never wanted to know if he had
3: it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, my sister gets checked and everything. And, and, but it's, and there's so many things that are hereditary. If I always say if, you're, if somebody in your family has something, whether it be cancer, diabetes, uh, anything, that you should get checked for that as well because you never know. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I mean, it's. Uh, there's so much there's so many things out there that you need to get checked for I mean it, just sitting here thinking I was like man I need to call my mom and get like a spreadsheet started of everything every ailment that everybody's ever had it, it, you know I sound like I'm, I'm seriously because you know there's different ages where you're supposed to be tested for this one and that disease and that cancer and whatever yeah. and it's like I, I don't know
1: well I, I, that's true I we talk
0: know. about it all the time but I can't keep track of it also a spreadsheet might not be a bad idea.
1: Well, they said the same thing, like, with asbestos, mm-hmm. because I remember my, my father worked at Bethlehem Steel, and I remember him coming home, he had all that red dust on the car. Well, as kids, we didn't know any better, and we were in there, you know, playing with it, mm-hmm. so that's why they're saying now, a lot of, you know, the next generation needs to get checked mm-hmm. for that as well. Um, another thing, like with me, I was stationed down at Camp Lejeune, mm-hmm. North Carolina, well i know it came out people there from 57 to 85 i think the water was contaminated right which leads to colon cancer right. bladder cancer leukemia other things so i gotta get you know checked for these things but once you have that who's saying that my daughter or son can't get it
0: right
1: so what else about right. colorectal cancer before we move on to oh. anything else <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: well there are different stats i like to share with sure. you about colorectal cancer and uh, colorectal cancer is the se- second leading cause of cancer death in Maryland
3: mm.
2: and the second leading and that's the same as for the whole United States as well wow. so that one is the same it's not higher uh, and before like I mentioned it's estimated that nearly half of all colorectal cancers can be prevented by routine screening. So we have to make sure that everybody will go to get screened. Now, there are more screening tests than just a colonoscopy. So by talking to your doctor, he'll find, he or she will find which test is right for you. Because you may have medical conditions that a colonoscopy is not recommended, or they might, depends on your insurance company there are a lot of different tests available and paid for by insurance companies both public and private insurance and um, yes I was and say, a what, question. All right, what
1: about those that don't have insurance
2: mm-hmm.
1: is there something for them mm-hmm.
2: very good yes actually here at the Harvard County Health Department we have a colon cancer screening program great segue (laughs) uh, we actually can help people without any insurance or if they have insurance that has deductibles and co-pays or co insurances Um, for men and women age 50 and older we have a screening program that can help them cover the cost. So okay. whether and we just pay for the colonoscopies. So we will pay for usually a pre uh, screening appointment with a colon, a regular gastroenterologist that has a practice in the community. We have multiple contracts with local doctors. So we'll pay for checkup first, then we'll pay for the colonoscopy procedure and usually there's other associated costs with that anesthesia and a lab fee in case they do remove polyps or take a biopsy and um, they have to be a Maryland resident and also
1: um, so just a Maryland resident they can live outside the county
2: they can live outside the county yes okay and maybe because of work or family, they prefer to come to Harford County. But we encourage them, they will be taking the prep the night before, so driving to (laughs) Harford County um, to have the procedure and having somebody to drive them home again, Yes, might not want to travel too far. There are other counties in Maryland that have similar programs through their health departments. So the best thing to do is, you can call us here uh, at 410-612-1780 to see if you're eligible we also have um, if somebody is younger than age 50 so if they're 18 to 49 and have a family history of colorectal cancer or polyps in a mother, father, brother, sister, so that they, they would be actually at high risk. They can apply for our program as well and we can help them out. So they don't have to wait till they're 50 years old. Um, or if they're at risk because of their personal history. So if they have the history of um, inflammatory bowel disease, cancer of the cervix, endometrium, or if they have had pelvic radiation, um, they can also, they're at high risk that so they should be screened earlier. There's so all kinds
1: different things that they're,
2: wow. And so if they're eligible, they do have to meet financial eligibility requirements. Right. So we could go through over the phone to give them information about a program to see if they're completely eligible and then enroll them in a program and help them pay co-pays or deductibles or the full amount if they need it and if somebody has health insurance doesn't need our help paying for it but maybe they have no idea what to do to get to that point right. with any screen so maybe they just signed up for health insurance who work or the Affordable care act or um, they have No primary care doctor, they're not sure what to do. So we can help navigate the system for them and see if if anybody has any barriers. And we do that with our regular people that we help pay for as well. Oh, that's great. We help them find doctor who um, we have contracted with that maybe accepts their insurance or that they would like to go to help set appointments, do appointment reminders. Right. Say, hey, don't forget your appointment on Tuesday or review the instructions on what they need to take or the prep and help them schedule appointments and follow them through the whole procedure. Make sure if uh, they have any questions, they can call us and review the results. A lot of people, you know, they, after the colonoscopy, they bring their family member or friend, whoever's driving them home back and review their instructions but some people you know when they when they're getting home they do not remember what happened
0: yeah as you know yeah <laughs> or, or really
2: don't understand the results so we really educate about what those results are what it means what it means to their family too and when they need to come back and why because people might think okay I have I calling us that's it I don't need to go back or I'm good to go for five years the doctor says i don't need the fire well that's only if you if everything's normal if you don't begin to have any problems right. or changes so absolutely
1: now with getting away from colorectal cancer a minute because that was about March was awareness which yes. I personally I believe throughout the years absolutely. cancer awareness but um, your uh, other cancers mm-hmm. um, what was it cervical cancers this month Cervical cancer
2: was in January,
1: January. Okay. See, I can't keep and up that's with that. So I said I can't keep up with all the months to be cancers <laughs> throughout the year. It, there, um,
2: yes, absolutely.
1: So I mean, fill us in on other cancers and everything okay. else.
2: Well, we do have a breast and cervical cancer screening program here at the health department as well. Um, here right here. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, we actually do not do any screenings here. But our staff is housed here in okay. woodbridge the health department edgewood office for both the colorectal and breast and cervical program and we have doctors throughout the county for both programs that we have contracts with so they are regular um regular gastroenterologists for the colonoscopy the regular gyns for the breast and cervical program as well as mammogram facilities. So. And Wendy, would you like to tell us about the breast and cervical program and who can qualify for that? Okay, well the breast and cervical cancer program, again, is a screening or
3: navigation. So if somebody ha- doesn't have any health insurance, we can help pay for their uh, breast, cervical, and uh, mammogram screenings to be done. And if they have insurance but don't know where to go, we can um, certainly help them um, figure out what provider would accept their insurance. And then we also do can pay, co-pays, and deductibles if people have them. Now, with the new health care, most um, insurances, pretty much all insurances, were supposed to cover screening costs. So most people that have any kind of health insurance um, through uh, breast and cervical, usually they'd be just navigating, helping them figure out where to go. Um, but again, they, you know, in order to qualify, um, we start screening women age 40 and over, um, and they have to, again, just be a Maryland resident and meet our financial guidelines, which we would go over when they call in to make sure that they're eligible. Um, so the recommendations for breast and cervical cancer screening is everyone should get a clinical breast exam and a mammogram yearly. Yearly? uh, Yearly, once a year for women 40 and over. But a pap test, um, through the years things have changed and they've come out with a new liquid pap test and they came out with um, HPV DNA testing, which is the HPV is the main cause of cervical cancer. So if they run both those tests, um, most women are good for five years. So they'd only have to be screened every five years. And then, if they only do the pap test, it would be, we would screen them every three years. Um, And again, cervical cancer is a cancer that, usually, you have no symptoms whatsoever. Really? Exactly. Um, Now, with the breast exam and the mammogram, we certainly tell women, you know, in between that yearly screen, if you would do, you know, self-breast exam and feel anything new or different, you should certainly call us back. And again, maybe be, you know, depending on what the doctor would, would, you know, check them, and and we go according to their recommendations. Um, and we have had that happen on occasion that we've had somebody have you know something done in between that year. So right.
1: We, now, are we seeing those numbers drop as well in people, as far as breast cancer, cervical cancer goes, or do we know?
2: For for Harford County, um, I don't actually know the. We're going to well, make
1: them drop though, right? <laughs> That's
2: right, the, for Harvard County, they're stable. They had dropped for a couple of years and then they're stable at this point. Okay.
1: Okay.
2: I know breast uh, cancers is still one of the leading
1: Right.
3: Yeah, you know, cancers Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Harvard
1: County. You know. phew, God, I just want to see them all drop. It'd <laughs> be nice if one day there's, a you know, we live in a world where there's no such thing. Cancer. We may not see it, but hopefully in the future, you know, people will. I mean, just
3: I, yeah. Uh. And you try to get the word out, but it's amazing how many women still call, and they may be um, seventy and never had a mammogram done. I mean, that that isn't that something that doctors
0: me? recommend at the very least if you go to the doctor, not even on a regular basis, but like every once in a while isn't the doctor going to say something to
3: you well they do but a lot of we shouldn't be really
0: surprised at 70 you know
3: a lot of our women don't have health insurance so they don't go to a mm-hmm. doctor every year and that's that's where you know we want to get the word out that these programs are here so they will you know right. understand they sh- there is a way to get at least this screening done through us um at no cost but yeah a lot of our women still are in that gray area they can't afford to buy the insurance or you know, or they weren't eligible for the Medicaid expansion, so we still have a lot of people that are uninsured you and, and a
1: lot of people ignore that too. Yeah. In the fact that they're just getting mm-hmm. screened, right. and they're not just women, but men and women. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean. Right, and a lot of people that have health insurance don't take the advantage of routine preventive medicine or also routine physicals. They just go to the doctor when there's a problem or if they're sick. Right. Oh, and then they're going for sick visits so the doctors might not check and say hey you're due for a mammogram or and then have
1: the time to recommend that and it seems like now when you go to the doctor if if you're going in for a cold you know they're checking you for the cold they can't and you can't turn around and say well can you check me for this too no you got to make another appointment for that which that one I never understood either Mm -hmm. you know if, if, if you could have a couple of different things going on. What am I gotta do? Make three different appointments?
3: That's true. Yeah, it's a yeah. sick office visit versus a right. yeah. And it's an all, sure.
1: well, maybe it all leads to one thing. You never know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh jeez. Anything else you want to tell us?
2: Well, I, about <laughs> colorectal cancer, I did want to mention that most colorectal cancers occur without a family history. So men and women should talk to their family but also talk to their doctor and get their routine screenings so it, it doesn't mean if they have no family history they're not going to have colorectal cancer and it doesn't mean that if they have a family history they definitely will get a cancer so that's not so sure. most
1: cases there is no
2: family there history? is no family history mm-hmm. yes Interesting. Mm-hmm. and okay. breast is
3: the same way you mm-hmm. hear about genetic breast cancer but actually one in mm-hmm. eight women in the United States will have breast cancer sometime in their lifetime, but the, the genetic component is less than 10%. All right, let me ask you this,
1: okay, because I mean, we pushed the issue of people getting screened and all that. Is there, do you guys actually go out to like, I don't want to say events, but anywhere where they offer free screen
2: or anything like that throughout the county?
1: Like health, Fit. I don't know, health expos or yeah, anything like that?
2: Uh, to provide information about our programs, yes, Aya, our health educator, does go to different parts whether it's a, of the community, whether it's a health fair or to different organizations. Aya, can you tell us a little bit about where you've been to share our
4: information? Sure, sure. Um, so, my role as a health educator is to go out into the community and educate them about breast cervical and colorectal cancer and um, basically inform them about the importance of getting screened so um, like Susan said we go to local community organizations, churches, health fairs, food pantries, local businesses, so we'll go to laundry mats, barbershops really? Yeah. You know, yeah just across the board because our effort is to try to build community partnerships so people know who should get screened why they should get screened when they should get screened and also to kind of dispel the negative myths about getting screened take away some of the fear because there's a lot of fear you know when you go out in the community people let you know that they're afraid to get screened and they tell you horror stories and things like that so (laughs) (laughs) we're there to soften that a bit and just educate people as much as we can so that more harford county residents can get screened across the board
1: so when you say you work with other organizations like lions clubs rotary clubs and all that
4: exactly so
1: we need those people to step up and put something together and have you come out and talk, bring people out and talk to them.
4: Yes, yes, definitely so. And we um, basically want to target organizations that you know we can partner with that can help spread the message. We generally target adults that are over um, the age of 40. Right. Um, that's usually um, the demographic that we target. And um, any way that we can work with them to help people get screened, because a lot of people, they can't afford it. You know they don't have health insurance they're underinsured and um, or if they have insurance they need help setting up appointments so mm-hmm. we can provide assistance with all of that
1: with I mean how are you like I said I'm with the Lions Club so how would we go about I guess doing something because we've talked about this in our club about doing um, either cancer some type of cancer screening um, diabetes screening and all that I mean we just contact you to put together something in or but you're just talking to them not the screening right
4: we don't provide the screening sometimes we partner with local organizations that do um, the actual screening um, okay we um, you know on site we don't do like blood pressure monitoring right. or anything like that but we um, often partner with organizations Donald's here all male <laughs> We
1: we're on site case (laughs) you (laughs) didn't
4: so we partner with organizations that do provide those services but um, yeah if any local organizations are interested they can just contact us our phone number is 410-612-1780 and they can just say hey you know we have a local organization we have a local business Um, can you come out and do an educational presentation and let us know about the importance of getting screened or you know um, we're, we have a bunch of people who are interested in getting screened, but they don't right. have insurance. Can you come out and show them what resources you have? So we do all of that.
1: Now, you say you, when you do this, you want to talk to, and correct me if I'm wrong, adults 40 and over? Was it?
4: Well, um, eligibility requirements vary based off of the program, but generally 40 and over is our demographic. It depends on if people are, again, as, as, as Susan said, um, for colorectal cancer, for example. Um, it could be long, younger than 50 right. if they're at increased risk. Um, and so based off of our program, it would vary. But generally, it's safe to say, we generally like to target adults you know, 40 and over. All right, <laughs> let me ask you this,
1: because this, and I'll tell you my reason behind this is a Do you ever go to like the high schools or whatever and talk to the kids about it?
4: Generally, um, I haven't done that in in my time here at the health department. Um, We do talk to young people though. Uh, We go to, um, we've been to Towson out here in Hartford County. Um, We've also, um, we've gone to some of the local colleges basically. And we talk to people there.
1: Okay. And the the reason I'm asking because it seems like, you know, adults as we get older, we don't listen to other adults as much. But when our kids come up and tell us something, and I'm only saying this from experience, you know, you know your kids tell you to do something, you tend to do it. Um, I know when my mother had lung cancer, you know, the the young the grandkids kept telling her, say, you know, Nana, you should go. Of course, we urged them to tell them, you, know, you need to quit smoking. Something's not right. You need to get you. And she finally did. Found out she had lung cancer. With me for. Too long, I chewed tobacco and finally quit that nine or ten years ago. And from my kids constantly getting on me, and I always go to went to give my daughter a kiss. And when it hit me, she finally said, No, daddy, your breath stinks. And I mean, but it seems like adults listen to the kids more because they want to be around for them when they get older. That's why I was asking if maybe you go and talk to the schools.
4: It's, I mean, it's a great point you're making, and at a lot of the events that we go to, there are younger people, and right. they'll come up to the table and they'll say, hey, you know, I'm concerned because my, you know, I feel like my parents or my dad or my mom, they engage in this kind of risky behavior, and I'm concerned, yeah. and they know, and they know, and there's something about health behaviors with pu- the, in the field of public health where, you know, you get set in your ways, you know, and generally younger people they tend to be less rigid and uh, more fluid and more accepting of new information Mm -hmm. Um, the older you get and it doesn't have to be like this but sometimes it is you know we we, we get set in our ways. so uh, I think young people can be a great advocate or yes. Healthy behaviors <laughs> um, just because they can't be enrolled in within our program, um, and, and some again in certain special circumstances right. can be, but just because you know most young people won't be in our program doesn't mean that you know they can't help out. And, and we may not target them directly, but uh, they definitely serve a role and a big purpose in what we do
1: now do you guys ever go to events and set up a table with information you do yes all right right down july
4: 9th, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's
1: july, 9th. july 9th is the car show down at uh in the shop center in jabatown oh but yeah it, but it's put on every year by the baltimore cancer support group mm, so nice. if you um if you contact jerry booker from that baltimore's baltimorecancersupportgroup.org i believe is the website
4: Hmm. and um, and I think that just brings up a key point in interacting with the community things like that happen yeah you you know if you're out there in the community interacting with people someone will say hey there's an event you know or here there's hey there's a need and then you go and it just becomes this huge community collaborative effort and it's just really gratifying to be a part of and um, I think that's just word of mouth that's how things yeah. you know. well and it's, it's
1: getting the word out to people mm-hmm. and, and with those with those car shows, you get a lot of the older people there that really need to get the screening done and everything and I mean that's I don't know why I just saw that I should have told you about that earlier. Huh? That was a
0: good, good idea. <laughs> Look at you. What? Throwing out a bed. Th- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to yell at me for a minute there. No, no, no. <laughs> Today,
2: Today's
1: not the day. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a switch. Uh,
2: <laughs> Next Tuesday.
1: Anything
2: else you want to add? And community partnering uh, brought up that the Hartford County Health Department Cancer Prevention Office participates in the national campaign. It is 80 percent by 2018. It's an initiative of the Center for
4: Disease Control and also American Cancer Society started the Okay, so basically, campaign. so the 80 by 2018. I'm just reading a little blurb from the National Colorectal Cancer Roundtable. The 80 by 2018 is a National Colorectal Cancer Roundtable initiative, in which more than a thousand organizations have committed to substantially reducing colorectal cancer as a major public health problem for those 50 and older. So these organizations are working toward the shared goal of 80 percent of adults aged 50 and older being regularly screened by uh, I'm sorry for colorectal cancer by 2018 it's a mouthful but basically <laughs> 80, 80% of adults age 50 and older being regularly screened for colorectal cancer by 2018
2: is is a target and our office and in fact I as a new member and I was a former member of the Maryland colorectal cancer task force for the 80 by 2018 initiative. So we are, we've been going out to primary care doctors to try to um, provide a toolkit that was created by the task force and to share with them who needs to be screened, um, why it's important for screening, and right. about the prevention me- message and about the different types of screens available so they can promote it to their patients and different means of promoting it.
1: Now, eighty okay, percent. Be nice if we hit that. Got to We we talked about colorectal cancer was March, and what's uh, breast cancer awareness is October. October.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there anything in between that time?
2: There are. There's d- many different. I types. can't keep up with it all. Yeah, there needs to be a chart. Yeah. Yeah. There, there probably, probably is. is. There, <laughs> are. there definitely are, and then there's a just overall cancer awareness month as well there is a a regular
1: overall cancer awareness month when is that yes i do not have that in
2: front of me we'll just make
1: a cancer awareness year like i said so so i guess the because you guys focus a lot on colorectal breast cancer and cervical cervical. yes all right so can we get you guys back for the well i guess in september for for october that would be
2: lovely
1: because i also had um some other people on from different groups for breast cancer awareness. are in so I like to get that back on and just really push that issue as well
2: that would be and wonderful and maybe again in March
1: push the colorectal because I like I said I'd like to see it all just go away get rid of it all so
2: and also to help people take advantage of the this is all grant funded money that we're helping people Pay for their colonoscopies, mammograms, and Pap tests. So we want them to use the funds as long as they're here. So the colorectal cancer program is funded through the cigarette restitution fund, where the tobacco companies were sued by different states. Okay. And that was um, many moons ago. <laughs> yes. Um, and actually, our program started screening colorectal cancer screening in 2002. And actually, it was a 2000 um, that Maryland's legislation directed part of the tobacco settlement money to be distributed in Maryland, according to each jurisdiction's incident rates for colorectal cancer. And the money is funded and funneled through the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene um, in the form of grants that we apply for and the breast and cervical program is funded both out of CDC Center for Disease Control money and okay. state money as well
1: so again if people need your help or assistance or just questions how do they contact you again
2: they can call us at four ten six one two one seven eight zero.
1: and what's the website
2: www.harpercountyhealth.com and we have
0: a Twitter page and Facebook page you can follow us for general information about our cancer services and information
1: and what are they putting you on the spot now
0: <laughs> uh, Facebook's just Harford County Health Department okay and Twitter is harco health DPT so h-a-r-c-o health d-e-p-t
1: They'll be on the website, so we'll <laughs> make it easier for everybody, too, to go on there. I want to thank you all again. And before we leave, one more shot. You know, Do you have anything else you want to add? Because like you say, I mean, cancer is very important to get the word out there. Uh,
2: just wanted to thank you very much for taking interest in our programs and taking interest in the cancer awareness as well. Oh, you're welcome. Um, trying right. to help everybody in the community to learn about this and uh, to get screened and thank you for sharing your own personal story i think that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm I'm never going to hear the end of this without from sarah Uh, well and people too many people are afraid to talk about it right i mean you have to yeah and and i always found if you Relay your experience with it and let people know that it's not as bad as it mm-hmm. seems. Mm-hmm. Then, well, that's to do it.
0: true. That that that's helpful to share a positive outlook on a negative subject, as yeah. opposed to like you were saying, where you get all of the horror stories. Right. People don't actually know; they're hearing some story that's been fabricated or extended or whatever you want from whomever, who may, maybe did have a bad experience, but they had a bad experience 25 years ago, not right. recently. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's helpful, I think, to, oh, to hear uh, yeah. I positive. Mean, yeah, because
1: you saw somebody, you know, colonoscopy right away. Like, they, they're like, oh, God, dude, that's going to be uncomfortable. Why am doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you would have talked to my older brother. Oh, yeah, man, he used a telescope. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> no, they do. But it, it's so... Like I say, it's so easy. And when I went in the last time, I just remember talking to the doctor and then waking up in the recovery room in, in no time. And, and you don't noticed. think I
0: realized that you get sedated for that either, which okay. is like mm-hmm. helpful to know, yeah. you know? Yeah. for many people. Because I, th- I, I can't imagine mm-hmm. I'm like one of the only people that didn't know that you weren't sedated for that. So that's...
1: Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, I think the, well, the last time was just the colonoscopy. time before that, the colonoscopy and endoscopy at the same mm-hmm. time. And everybody's like, oh, God, no, you can't do both at the same time. You don't know. Right. You're, right. You're, you're asleep. And it's not like a sleep where you're dreaming, because apparently you don't want that or something because you have a bad dream. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was told. Some, the medicine they use, it's like you're not dreaming it's like you're knocked out or something because you know, could have a bad dream. could be dreaming of the telescope or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jump up off the table. <laughs> no! <So. laughs> but, it, I mean, it's not as bad. I think that the first time I did it, the worst part was afterwards. Mm-hmm. I made the mistake. We were leaving. I said, I want to go to Burger King. Got, oh. and that, that was oh. the mistake. I got the burger, the milkshake, oh. and I just doubled over. Then after, yeah, you know, afterwards, like nah, at the other times, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Had no problems whatsoever. Yeah. See, it's easier. People get factors.
0: Dietary factors, right there. But, yeah, <laughs> and I
1: still think changing my diet helped a lot. Got rid of the spicy mm-hmm. foods, the greasy foods, yeah. You know, just get rid of the alcohol and be good.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, anybody want to add anything? Everybody <laughs> else being quiet back there. <laughs> did a great job. We did get Molly to talk, so that was good. And you two didn't team up on me.
0: I told you we wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I, it's, yeah. Uh, Tuesday, I'm going to be in trouble. I can feel it now. So Yeah, because
0: Amanda will be there.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: finding out. It seems like she knows more people in the, the county that keep coming on these podcasts. And it, I, I'm getting nervous each time. <laughs> so I'm just going to let her do the podcast from now on. I'll sit in the background. Well, I want to thank you all again, and next time we come on, let's get that number even lower. So, people get out there, get the screening done. If you have any questions or anything, you need assistance, definitely contact
3: the Department of Health right here in Hartford County. So, I thank you all again.
2: Thank you. Thank you.